Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome to the Spheres of Spirit with Natsi Myers, a.k.a. the Lady of the Light. Natsi will discuss the everyday magic and wisdom of spirit which surrounds each of us, waiting to be discovered. She will share some of her remarkable orb photos, proving that our angels, guides, loved ones in spirit, and even pets surround us and guide us in our physical world. During this episode, Nancy will discuss one of the many spheres or aspects of spirit available to us based on her orb photography. She will also share a special channeled message from her guide, Leonini, and do an oracle card reading to help guide you along your personal spiritual adventure. And now, here is your host, orb photographer, author, medium, and speaker, Nancy Myers. Hi, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I am your host, Nancy Myers. And on today's show, one of the spheres or aspects that we're going to talk about when you're on a spiritual path is one I really hadn't heard of or knew much about when I began mine. And that's shamanism. Who is a shaman? What is a shaman? Why, why do we need a shaman? So I didn't even know how to say the word. <laughs> Some people say, shaman, and some people say shaman. So shaman, I found out, is the U.S. or the American pronunciation, where shaman is the British English pronunciation. Both are correct if you do hear people say that. So where did the word come from? Well, shaman originated the word from the language of a Siberian tribe known as the Tungus, T-U-N-G-U-S. More specifically, it comes from the word salmon, which means one who is excited, moved, or raised. And the verb meaning of that is to know. Um, sorry, my, my producer was saying tomato, tomato. Yes, <laughs> either is, is correct. <laughs> so... Um, the shaman um, could also uh, be derived from an ancient Indian word, East Indian, and that meaning is to heal oneself or practice austerities. Austerity means a simple way of life, of prayer, kind of think of like a monk. Um, but the word shaman today has evolved to describe any spiritual specialist kind of anywhere in the world. 
So what is this definition of being a shaman? The term shaman refers to any practitioners who encounter controlled ASCs. ASC is an altered state of consciousness. There was a man that um, defined this. His name was Michael Harner. That was his definition. And um, he, he was an anthropologist that spent years in the Amazon tribes in the 50s and 60s, 1950s and 60s, and later became a shaman himself. And he further defined shaman as a man or a woman, because women can be shamans who enter an altered state of consciousness at will to contact and utilize an ordinarily hidden reality to acquire knowledge, power, and to help other persons. So it is safe to say that shamanism has existed in some form for at least 10,000 years. But there is evidence to suggest that it goes back even further as far back as 20,000 years. So when you say someone's a shaman or shamanism, what is that? Well, shamanism is deeply connected to nature as well as the abundance of Earth's teachings. It is the oldest form in which humanity has sought connection with creation. Now, I have a guest today, Sandy, and she'll be here in a minute, and she is a shaman, and we're going to talk about that more in depth. But they practice what is called animism, and that's the belief that all natural phenomena, including human beings, animals, plants, even rocks, lakes, mountains, all share one vital quality, the soul or spirit that energize them. The practice of shamanism involves sometimes hallucinations and or altered states of consciousness. And these altered states are what allows the access to the spirit world. Shamans fulfill the roles of healers, diviners, mediums, and again, can be found all over the world today even. Um, however, good old Christian church back in the 400s um, tried to wipe out the practice of shamanism. Temples were systematically destroyed and key ceremonies were outlawed. Beginning in the Middle Ages and continuing into the Ren Renaissance, remnants of European shamanisms were wiped out by campaigns um, claiming they were witches. These campaigns were often orchestrated by those Catholic inquisitions. The represent, rep, repression of shamanism continued um, as, as with the Spanish colonization. In the Caribbean, Central and South America, the priests followed in the footsteps of the conquistadors and were instrumental in the destruction of local traditions and denouncing practitioners as devil worshipers, sometimes having them executed, many times having them executed. It has been thought that the modern state campaigns, even against the hallucinogenics, dates back to um, those Christian beliefs that if you're in an altered state, you're in contact with the devil. Today, shamanism, which was once universal, survives primarily among indigenous peoples, 
but it's making a comeback even in the Western culture. Again, that's what I want to talk to Sandy about today. Shamanic practice continues in the jungles, deserts, and other rural areas, but also in cities, towns, suburbs, all over the world. Shamanism teaches that the physical world is controlled by the spiritual world and that most people need a guide or intermediary to navigate those worlds. And this guide is the shaman. A shaman is sometimes also called a medicine man, a medium, a spirit walker. So if we can bring up that first slide, Chris, and believe it or not, I even have an orb connection to shamanism. So I'll, I'll share. I have two pictures to share with you today. So this is one of the latest orbs that I, I just got this orb last week. And it's so unique because the little circles in there are yellow and I've never seen that before. But the quote that I chose to pair up with this orb, and it kind of reminded me earth tones and earth. So it says the shaman does not believe in a division between the body and spirit or between the visible world of form and the invisible world of energy. And if you, and that's a quote by Alberto um, Villoldo, and he was trained as a psychologist, medical anthropologist, studied the healing practices of the Amazon and the Ande Andean shamans. But what I loved about this quote, it says the visible world of form and the invisible world of energy. And that's kind of the connection to the orbs. I've told you on, on other podcasts, everything boiled down to its basic form is energy, including the, the orbs. When people ask me, what is an orb? I say at the very foundation, it's energy. So thank you, Chris, for that. So at this time, Chris, if we could bring in Sandy and welcome her to the show. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Nancy. Thank you for having me. I want to thank you for being here. It is, it is truly my pleasure to be hosting you and to talk to you today about shamanism. Um, I'm just going to tell my audience a little bit here briefly about you. Um, you have over 30 years experience in many healing modalities, um, including uh, shamanic healing. Um, and we're going to talk about the neuro-linguistic programming too in a little bit. Um, and you also work in, in energy medicine and past life transformation. But you just heard, I hope, you know, what I just what I just introduced and the definition or the explanation of shamanism. But since you are yourself a shaman, how do you define shamanism? For me, shamanism is um, it's similar. It's being able to access those worlds, to access the thing, the energies beyond what we can see with our eyes and be able to hear them, be able to get the messages, connect with them and understand what's going on. It's, I call it reading energy, uh, being able to see what's happening outside of our physical vision. And what got you interested? And I said, this was 30 years, right? You have 30 years of being a shaman. What got you interested in in pursuing this? Uh, I had a, a healing experience that I went through about almost 35 years ago now. And uh, I had breast cancer and started doing everything. I did not do the medical route. I did everything alternative. Mm 
Ah. And that got me into all kinds of fields that I hadn't really thought about. I was already on a spiritual journey and, you know, looking at who I was and learning new things, but that kind of threw me into the deep end. And then I pursued, you know, every possible way of really connecting with this, these energies, really connecting with my soul, with my spirit, with, you know, guardian angels, with everything that I could. And the, the shaman training that I took literally changed my life. I could, all of a sudden, everything was much more powerful. Hmm. All of the messages came in without me even trying. It's like I, it, it allowed me to live in both worlds at the same time and not have to shut down. You know, I, sometimes I close my eyes, but in general, I'm still totally present when I am connecting with the other realms and I can, you know, connect with them and still be talking to somebody and doing something in this world. It, it just opens up the doors to be fully present all the time. That's fascinating because in the intro, I said that they can do this at will. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. So um, now I, I mentioned the psychedelics. Do you use psychedelics no, to do I this? Don't. No. Okay. And I don't believe that, that you really have to. I don't have an issue with it, but I, I just think um, that it's a tool and maybe you can use it to get you there or something like that. But I, But I think people get stuck on tools and and you don't really need that you can get there without that yeah because we're hearing so much lately about the ayahuasca 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 everybody wants to go on the ayahuasca i'm scared to death to do it because i'm so sensitive uh, but but now didn't you go down to a um a place in costa rica called uh is it arrhythmia arrhythmia yes and and speak with the shamans there yes i had a chance to do ayahuasca there um, and I, all the messages I got said, no, absolutely don't. Because it, what it told me was I had already gotten to the places that the ayahuasca, I had already gotten beyond the places ayahuasca could take me and ah. it would actually take me down. But, but I did get the chance to talk to the shamans there who um, run the ceremonies and doing the ayahuasca. And the, we got to talk about different kinds of journeys and different places you can go and where the ayahuasca takes you and everywhere they talked about, I had already been and they, and I could talk about those places and they were kind of shocked to hear that I could go there and I hadn't ever done ayahuasca that, but they could tell that, that I was going to the same place as they were. That's really interesting. And, and we're going to talk about, I think it's called the shamanic journey Yes. Right. That everybody guides. But I first want to talk about your tools that you use because there's a mesa, there's a medicine bundle. Can you talk a little bit about sure. the audience what it is, what it is? Yes. Uh, well, first, the mesa, it's um, that's Spanish word for table. And what it means, it's your medicine bundle. And it is a, a blanket or a cloth with stones in it that are special to you. And um, not all shamans use a mesa, but uh, Masayok shamans use mesas. And what is a Masayok? That, that means mesa using, basically. Oh, okay. And um, because the shamans believe that everything has a consciousness, everything is alive, including all the rocks, including the plants, including everything. And so you talk to your stones, they give you messages, you use them for healing, you use them to 
pull off energies from yourself, from other people. And um, it, it's basically a medicine bundle and it's sacred to the shamans and, and, and you can add stones to it. I've had mine um, have stones come in. I've had stones, you know, suddenly want to leave. They, if you, you can blow the energies into your stones and let them work on them while you're busy doing other things. And it, it really works. Sometimes I walk by mine and, and I hear it has a message for me. And so I wow. stop and listen. Wow. So when you were putting this together, did you just walk outside? Are these crystals, gemstones? What kind of stones? They're, they're any kind of stone that you um, want to have in there. It doesn't have to, it can be crystals. It doesn't have to be uh, mine are all different kinds of stones and crystals. And uh, you go through in the shaman training, you go through the different directions um, in a four part series, you go through the medicine wheel. And in each part of the medicine wheel, you add three stones to your mesa. And so they go through ceremony with you, they pull off things. And so they get initiated and connected to your energy. And oh, the rocks get initiated. Exactly. Oh, okay. And so they're connected to you. You start talking to them. You Other people in the class work with your stones to get messages for you. They really come alive. And so these are connected to your energy. And um, when I took the shaman training in the advanced part, uh, the, the shaman that was teaching actually took some of our stones from us and hid them. And we had to find them from the energy. And call them back to us. And it was kind of amazing to go through that experience. And it really worked. You could hear them calling you and you could find them. Wow. So can you tell us a little bit about the training, what you had to go through? Sure. The, um, well, the, the medicine wheel goes through the, all the different archetypes and different aspects of the different worlds. Uh, they're, the first is the directions, the south direction. And it the south is about serpent. And I, I was trained in Inca shaman. So okay. North American shaman, they, they start in the east. But in Inca shaman, South America, they start in the south. And the south is, is represented by serpent. And it's all about um, shedding your skin, and which means shedding the stories that you've been telling yourself, that you've been living by and thinking that's what your life is. So when you shed that, all of a sudden, lots of different perspectives open up and allow mm. you to see the world, to see your life, to see everything that's happening completely differently. And so it's all about shedding those stories. And then in the West, and that's represented by Jaguar, and Jaguar is known uh, to walk between the worlds. In other words, you can walk partly in this world and partly beyond the veil, and and function completely fine. And the the West is all about facing your fears, especially facing death. And we go through um, ceremonies of having your essence kind of lifted out of your body and sent off on a journey, and you bring it back. And so, and we do funeral ceremonies and things like that, so you can go through the process of really letting go of all of your fears and facing all of that. And it, it changes you completely when you do that. And you realize that 
fear isn't about keeping you safe. It's you don't need fear. You can just right. let all of that go. And then in the north, it is about the being the dreamer, and it's represented by hummingbird, and it's dreaming the dream and connecting with ancestors and knowing and facing who you really are and completely letting go of your identity. Like all the things that you may have identified yourself with before as wife or mother or sister or daughter, uh, teacher, anything like that, you let go of all your identities so that you know you can step into any of those roles anytime you need, but those are just roles. They're not the real you. And you release all of that, you know, back to the universe. And then in the East, it's about um, stepping into the vision, seeing the vision from a higher perspective mm. and allowing yourself to really see from this high place and start looking at things differently from there. And then you go around the circle again and it's a spiral. And each time you go around, it's deeper and deeper. And it, amazingly, anytime you have any issue, those are you actually go through this process without realizing it to solve the issue. You let go of the story, you face the fear, you let go of identifying with it, and then you step into the new vision. Oh, and, sure. and so everything in life is about going around that circle. So is this literally a circle that was drawn on the ground that you went through? Or is it done in the mind? It's just in the mind. And each, each of the classes, it's four separate classes, and each one focuses on a different direction. Okay. Wow. You know, I, I went to Peru, and um, yes, the jaguar is so important. You know, it's in their landscape even. And then, of course, the condor. And so, yes. yeah, and, you know, that's... You said the Inca um, shamanism is is what you studied. So, yes. I, and we had a shaman, which I'll share a story later. But um, uh, along with us on the tour, and That's so, true. so when you have this uh, medicine bundle, is and do you wrap it up your stones in a cloth? Yes, a you wrap cloth? them up in a cloth, and that's what you can carry with you. And you learn how to fold the cloth so that nothing falls out, and um, and how to protect your mesa. You don't leave it setting out anywhere that anybody could take anything. But if you have a safe place, you can leave it open and let it be doing work with you all the time. So are mesas common throughout shamanism throughout the world? Or is that kind of specific to the Inca? I don't think it's not specific to the Inca. Others have mesas, but I think the Inca use it more uh, prevalently than others. Yes. Okay. So then when you work with someone, well, we're going to talk about that because I have to break here in a minute, but I, I want to talk more about the shamanic journey and okay. then how you take these lessons to help others. Okay. So uh, come back. We'll be right back after these messages. Om Times TV. The story told in Entering the Light Fantastic, Discovering Life After Life Through Orbs, is about Nancy Meyer's spiritual and emotional rising from the devastating ashes of loss caused by the sudden and unexpected passing of her son Robbie. Just like the legend of the reborn Phoenix, Nancy's life purpose and focus was transformed 
With the help from her son in spirit, Nancy found herself providing proof through orbs that our souls do not die with our bodies. In her second book, Encircled by the Light Fantastic, a deeper journey into the light with orbs, Nancy continues chronicling her path of gaining spiritual knowledge and expanding acceptance of what is possible while traveling to many sacred and ancient sites around the world. She shares these experiences with you along with her photographs of remarkable spirit encounters. Imagine becoming a super influencer. Reinvent yourself, invest in your brand, and then manifest your success with a robust spheric approach. Own Times Media and Broadcasting offers a unique and multifaceted way to become the spiritual and conscious influencer you deserve to be by putting your message across our powerful platform with its proven record of integrity and excellence. Through our produced shows, Own Times offers the opportunity to become a social media TV personality, a radio show host, an Own Times magazine columnist, and a syndicated podcaster, all in one shot. By live streaming your show on Ohm Times TV and broadcasting it across the extensive Ohm Times radio and TV networks, you become more than a host. You become an ambassador and a force for positive change. Ohm Times, open yourself to the possibilities. Donating pet food is one of the many ways you can help families in your community. Pets and people belong together. Learn more at petsandpeopletogether.org. And we're back. Um, so what I want to talk about or have you talk about is I think it's a very important part of, of working with a shaman is the shamanic journey. Yes. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, what it really is, is going inside yourself and finding things that you can't find or don't even know to look for with your conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. So you're diving into your subconscious and into your superconscious, like your soul is guiding, but you're diving into the subconscious realms and everything in the universe is inside your subconscious. So you're diving into the universe at the same time as you dive into yourself. Some of the places that you go, that, that um, you consider it different worlds. The underworld is your subconscious. Ah. And, and that's where uh, different entities live and where lost soul parts are. Sometimes in our life, if we have trauma or bad experiences or just change who we think we are, then the parts of us can go away and they get stored basically in the underworld for later and there is um huascar in the underworld according to the incas that guards all lost soul parts and you can actually go on a journey to find them you can so the underworld to the shaman sorry to interrupt is not is not hell no no not at all it's okay. it's, the, it's the part of yourself that's hidden in the shadows that's out of your awareness and it contains things that you may want to recover and retrieve for yourself and bring them back into your life 
Ah, interesting. And then where else do you go on this journey? Well, you can go to the middle world and the middle world is basically the world that we see out there. But when you journey into it, you journey into um, like animal messages. You can uh, search for your um, animal guide. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And um, your spirit animal. Sometimes you have the same one for a long time. Sometimes you have one that will just come and give you a message for today. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they come and they, they can lead you on journeys that take you and show you things from the past. Show you things that you didn't know about inside yourself. And suddenly you'll have a revelation about something that you didn't, oh, that person was really doing this. You know, they'll all of a sudden you just know things because that you can see the spirit animal is showing you different wow. things that you didn't realize. Wow. And, and is there one more world? Yes, the upper world. And the upper world is angels and uh, uh, spirit guides and those kinds of beings. But also you can... That's the primary where we go to the upper world, but there's also, you can travel and it's not recommended for the most part, but you can go to the journey, you can journey to the stone people and you can journey to the plant people and to the animal people and then to the humans and then to the spirit world. And so there's different worlds in the upper world, but primarily you go and visit, you know, the angelic realm and that's where the you know, the crystal city is that you can go and actually be upgraded and have all your chakras turned into crystals. So that you're more expansive. Yes. How do you travel? How is this accomplished? What is this? You know, if I come to you and I go, okay, I want to go on a journey. What do we do? What we do is uh, close our eyes to go inside. The journey can be guided or you can just do it yourself Usually it's with music and often it's with drumming. And the once the music starts, I will guide people in to the journey, tell them uh, we almost always start um, from the place that we build that is our field, the, the field that is uh, from Rumi's quote, the field outside of that right doing and wrong doing. Uh, beyond the existence of right doing and wrong doing, he said, I'll meet you there. So we always create our field, our very special place for ourselves that we go and it has places where we can go underground into the underworld. It has streams for healing. We put special places in there and it's a place that you can go in a moment's notice if you're upset 
about something or anything, you can close your eyes, go to your field, regather yourself and all your energy from your PowerPoint and come back and all of a sudden you're fine. So the field, journeying from the field, we go from there and journey to different realms. And I just talk people through where they're going and inside their mind, it they go on the journey. And each journey for each person is different and unique. And everyone has an amazing experience. And I haven't found anyone that um, hasn't been able to journey and get lots of information and benefits from it. Yeah, you know, I, I did that once. I, I studied uh, uh, under a, not for, not your kind of study, and it was like a weekend thing. And we did a journey, and there were two drummers, and they started drumming. And there was a group of us, I think there was 15 of us in the circle. And we were laying down, and and they kept drumming and guiding us through it. And then all of a sudden, there was other instruments coming from somewhere (laughs) and we all heard it but nobody in the room and it was one of the most um amazing experiences i mean you could feel the energy shift in the in the room you know it was like everything around us disappeared but i have to tell you i know it's real because when we went to the upper to our guide she said okay somebody's going to meet you there and they're going to give you a gift yes and so I saw who this was and, and I reached my hand out and I thought he was handing me a feather and it was white. And so I said, oh, thanks for the feather. And I went to reach for it and he pulled it back. He said, this is not a feather. It is the white flame. And I had never heard of a white flame, you know, being on a spiritual path. And I had to research it. So I know that didn't come from me. That came to me through this. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, doing this, this work I know is, is real. (laughs) And um, now being one of the things that, um, that I've learned about the shaman is their total connection to, to the earth and how important it is um, do, do, and how connected. They call it the interconnectedness. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yes, it's, it's shamans look at everything. You're connected to everything in the universe. You're connected, especially to Mother Earth, and they you know honor Mother Earth and do ceremony to honor the earth and thank uh, Mother Earth for, um, you know, Pachamama. Yeah, for, Pachamama. Yeah, for being uh, what it is for supporting us all, for giving life to everything around us, and they're very connected to all the beings of Mother Earth, all the animals, all the plants, and getting messages from all of those. And um, you looking in in your life, if you have an animal that comes and and it's something, even if it's something you see every day, and it and it behaves differently for a couple times in a row or something you say wait a minute that's trying to tell me something and so it's a way for your energies for the universe to speak to you through the animals and sometimes i will see an animal that i haven't seen in a long time or i had um for example i had uh, a rabbit and i saw rabbits every once in a while but i was on a walk and had a rabbit 
you know, kind of walk out in front of me and I didn't really think about it. And then the next day I had a rabbit that um, was much closer and it almost jumped, you know, right in front of me. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. And I still wasn't really thinking about it. And and then the next day a rabbit ran right in front of my car and I said, oh, oh wait a minute. Okay. It, you know, it, I didn't hit it. I avoided it. But I said, okay, there's a message here from rabbit. And so I had to go and journey and find out what the message was that rabbit was trying to tell me. So you look for things like that when it's trying trying to get your attention. You know, that's really interesting. So you went on a journey to talk to the spirit of rabbit to find yes. out what the message was. Yes. When something like that happens to me, because I'm not a trained shaman, I go look it up under spirit animal. You can do that also, yes. Okay, but yes. what my question is, would those messages be the same? They, they would most likely be very similar. And the the one when you're with your journey would just be more directed at specifically your life. But uh, the message that comes from the, you know, the shamanic journeying books, things like that. Yes, they are yeah. accurate and that will work. You know, I so love that, um, you know, they, that shamanism talks about, you know, pay attention because I've talked about how subtle you know, the, the spirit world can be, and we can easily dismiss the signs and just, yes. oh, that was a coincidence, you know, but when you start tuning in, do you find that then the more messages come to you? Absolutely. When you start noticing things, then all of a sudden things really show up and, and you pay attention and you can even ask for messages and say, bring me a sign, you know, if this is the direction that I need to be going, bring me a sign and then something will show up. Wow. Yeah. Yes. You know, there's so many overlaps in so many. That's what I love about this. So, you know, when I was in Peru, we had the shaman assigned to us and we would do ceremony. Um, one of the things that I noticed over and over and over again was how many times we said, thank you. Yes. You know, so yeah. being in gratitude um, is a very important part. And we talked about, you just said it once, Pachamama, but yes. Pachamama is another name for Mother Earth. And we did all these ceremonies thanking Mother Earth. How important is that to, to do that? It's very important because uh, the, the shamanic uh, people look at, at, at Earth as it, it's our mother, literally. It's what birthed us. And it's what nourishes us and it's what brings all the animals to us. And so that they and I are always in gratitude to Mother Earth for the nurturing, for everything. Uh, another thing that we do is fire ceremonies. Mm. And in fire ceremonies, you uh, give offerings to the fire and to release things sometimes or to bless things. And I, in every fire ceremony that I have, I always... Uh, do a blessing for Mother Earth and have everyone that's at the ceremony blow their own blessing into a stick that we pass around and then offer it to the fire as everyone's blessing for Mother Earth. That's oh. very, very important to me. That would be something really good to do on Earth Day, I think. You I know. think that would be great, yes. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. Um, I, I also do a a fire ceremony where we to release, but it's like at the first of the year to bring in the new year, you know, yes. okay, right down. So I guess I've been doing shamanism and haven't really. <laughs> yes. But, but that's, that's, so that was leads me to my next question. Then 
you know, I, I said, you know, how they tried to stamp out shamanism and, and it was relegated, you know, just to some tribes and indigenous people, but it's making a comeback, is it not? Absolutely. Yes. A lot more people are realizing that it's not witchcraft. It's not craziness. You know, it's not anything evil at all. In fact, it's this beautiful blessing and connecting with everything around you and listening to the messages of the trees and, and, and you can, you start opening up to it and you can feel the trees, you know, like you can feel the sap running through them. You can feel everything. You can feel the messages from them. And when you do that, then walking out in nature, even walking out your front door is like a whole different, new, amazing experience. It's not just going out your front door. Yeah. You really start noticing things. Yes. Yeah. That That's amazing. So has... Has shot now. I, in, I when I introduced you, I talked about, you know, you do a lot of healing modalities, and the one that I'm going to touch on here today is what you say is NLP, which is the neuro linguistic programming, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So have you then, um, because everything evolves. So did shamanism? Do you, do you fold shamanism into that? Did you go into that because of shamanism? Talk to us a little bit about that and what it is. I actually learned the neurolinguistic programming, the NLP first, and it started opening me up. And what NLP is about is it's the way your subconscious mind learns. And it was a technique developed in the 50s that allows you to access have direct access to your subconscious mind through meditation and through, you know, the words that you use and being open and available to those words. And so the technique that I use in NLP is, is parts work. And it's about looking for the parts that are stored inside you and parts are the belief systems that you carry. And it, it turns out that we have, um, a, a filtering system because we have much more information coming into us than we can possibly process consciously. It's like 20 million bits of information coming in per second, and we can consciously process about 40 of those, so wow. almost 10 of it. But your subconscious can process it all, and so it's always analyzing everything coming in and deciding whether to store it away or whether to give it to your your conscious awareness, and and it does that based on its belief systems. But the belief systems are things that have been stored from when we were small or even from past lives or even in the womb. And um, the, those things get stored in your subconscious mind based on what your subconscious thinks will help you survive. Mm -hmm. And that's always its priority, which is good. We're all still here. But uh, sometimes it gets kind of caught up in that. And for example, it's the example I use often, but if if you're three years old and you drop your ice cream cone, your subconscious mind immediately goes on high alert because you're all upset because you just dropped your ice cream cone. And so it thinks that's important to your survival. And then if some random stranger walks by and says, oh my, what bad luck you have, at the age of three or up till seven, you take everything in as true. So your subconscious mind says, oh, we have bad luck. And it uses that to help build the filtering system. And it believes having bad luck is important to your survival. So hmm. from then on, as the 20 million bits of information come in per second, if there's one that shows you have bad luck or confirms that or reminds you in any way, 
that will go straight to your conscious awareness. Anything that shows big opportunities or good luck just gets filed away. It's not marked as important. So we keep reaffirming any beliefs that we have through life, whether they're true or not. And, and without knowing it. And without knowing it. Absolutely. And so, cause it's 95% of what's going on is outside of our conscious awareness. And so NLP allows us a way to access those beliefs for anything that's not working in your life, whether it's physical or mental, emotional, spiritual, it, anything that's not working, we can dive in and find out what the belief is that's under it, teach it the truth by connecting it to your spiritual self. And then that belief goes away and your, your mind is going like, oh, wow. Oh, that's, wow. That's different. Okay. I see now that, that that's not important. And I see that, oh, I can't open up for opportunities or, and people have all kinds of things stored in there. Like they're not allowed to be loved or that anger is love, or, you know, that uh, it depends on how you were raised and what, you know, if you want to believe your parents love you and, Sadly, if they're angry all the time, then you start to believe that somebody angry is love. Yeah. And so there's lots of things that get misconstrued in our subconscious mind. And then unless we do something to change those beliefs, our filtering system keeps working on those old mis pieces of misinformation. Wow, we keep getting fed the same stuff over and over again. No wonder we get trapped. You know, okay, so full disclosure audience, I did an NLP session with Sandy just a couple of days ago. And I have to tell you, um, first of all, it was it was remarkable. But in a way, Sandy, because I've done a shamanic journey, it yes. reminded me of being on a journey. It yes, it is. It's just more guided than, than yeah. Yes. And, and some of the stuff that came up, um, you know, I thought, damn, I thought I fixed that already, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> but you know, there it is. It's still there. It still needs work. So um, it was quite an amazing um, experience and very freeing. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of talked to you ahead of time. Can you, or do you have uh, how this changes people's lives? Do you have any stories on uh, what I have seen uh, with almost everyone I've worked with, or every I can't think of anyone it hasn't, it opens them up to being more available to new perspectives, to recognizing that they're in choice, that they're not, um, they don't have to take things this way, they don't have to buy into that story, that every moment they can choose to look at something differently. And so it opens people up to really be in choice. And there's uh, a person I was working with who had anxiety, like almost constantly. Oh. And, and we, do we dove in to find out and, and, you know, her father was very strict. He wasn't mean or anything, but he was very strict. And she wanted his love so badly that she had layer upon layer stored of, always being on guard and always watching out and always seeing what somebody else thought of her and, and always, you know, thinking if she did something wrong that he wasn't going to love her anymore. And sure. so, so all of, she was always on guard. And so it took us a few sessions, but we got through and looked at all those pieces of anxiety and taught her mind that she doesn't have to be on guard, that he does love her, that the universe loves you, that your soul loves you and that you're always loved. 
And all of a sudden there was no reason for her to be anxious all the time. So she's started really venturing out and living her life and not feeling afraid of everything. And it's, it's beautiful to watch from this side to see people open up and become who they are. Wow. That's, um, you know, it sounds like you just, I don't know if she was in therapy, but you just did, you know, two years worth of therapy in one session almost. Yeah. Is this a tool that um, therapists employ? Or There are some therapists that use it, yes. And, and it is a therapy tool, uh, for sure, because you're sh- it's, this, it's instead of talking through the shift of your um, misbeliefs to the truth, what you're doing is directly accessing where the belief is stored yeah. and changing it immediately. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So is this something, well, you did it on Zoom for me. Yes. But, um, and I don't know, can you do a shamanic journey on Zoom or would they have to do that live? No, you can do a shamanic journey on Zoom. Yes. I don't teach the shamanic classes on Zoom. I do those live because there's a whole experience that is included in it. And, but, but the, we can do a shamanic journey and, um, do past life uh, transformation, any of those things we can do on Zoom or by phone or because you can read. um, It doesn't matter where the energy is. You can access and read the energy. It's always available to you. Yeah. And I I, I always say that the, I kept telling people, well, they would say, how do you know this? I said, well, you just look right here. It's all right here. And then I studied with a physicist and learned that um, every proton is a black hole and all the energy of the universe is right here in that proton. And so me telling people that it's all right here was actually accurate. And that physicist I happen to know is Nassim Harriman, who if anybody follows him, he's incredible to follow and and to read his papers and studies. He's not your normal physicist. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but very good. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to schedule something? Um, they can um, email me. It's Karsten33 at Gmail. It's K-A-R-S-T-E-N 33 at gmail.com. Uh, they can go to my uh, website, which is mypersonalmagic.com. Okay. And um, is it okay? I, uh, a lot of people text me. I can give that if... If you don't mind putting your phone number out there. No, go ahead. It's already out there. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It's 951-217-9206. And, and text before you call and tell me who you are. Uh, so then I, I know to pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I do the same thing. I don't know you. Leave a text and I'll call you back. Because <laughs> we, we, we advertise to do reading. So, you know, we get calls from a lot of people. And most of them are extremely nice, you know. Yes, but exactly. still you have to be careful. So... Um, Sandy, I want to thank you so much. This was just utterly fascinating today. Well, thank you, Nancy, for having me on. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it was my pleasure, and I can't believe how quickly it went. But um, thank well, you for sharing that. I love that. this work. I just love it. So I can I'm tell. Share it. Yeah. I can tell. So um, if you're interested, I highly recommend Sandy. Uh, you will go on a journey like none other before. So <laughs> thank you, Sandy, very much. Thank you. So um, I just wanted, I will read my message from Leonini. Uh, it's so funny, but, you know, she always gives me a message 
I say that goes with the podcast and, and uh, wait till you hear my message. But um, I wanted to share one more thing. I talked about my shaman that was assigned to our group when I was in Peru and his name was Edgar. And we went to this um, special, God, we, I think we walked up, I don't know, maybe at the side of a mountain, it must've been a hundred stairs. And we go into this cave and in the cave wall, is uh, etched perfectly like a doorway that goes nowhere um, because it was just an indentation. And then there were seats carved in the huge boulder at the mouth of the cave. So we did these amazing ceremonies and um, we thanked Pachamama. And when you're in Peru and you're with a shaman, um, everything is kind of built around coca leaves, coca leaves. So, uh, we, we had our leaves and we did the, the ceremony. And afterwards I took a picture of the shaman and in the cave. So Chris, do we have that picture handy? There we are. So there's Edgar, um, we've become friends. He's still friends with me on Facebook, but there was that huge orb next to him. And I showed him and he went, oh my goodness. And, um, so it just, it was the energy that it's okay, Chris, that's okay. Um, you can see these, you know, and look at them a little more carefully, either on my website, theorbconnection.com or, uh, here on Own Times Radio. And, uh, um, but the energy that's created and that comes in to help, um, it's just like I said, when I was on my shamanic journey and I hear all the tunes, but anyway, I have to get going here. So, um, I wanted to read this. Um, you heard Sandy talk about, you know, seeing, you see it, it's clear, right? Okay, here's her message. There is a saying in your world that seeing is believing. Does that mean that unless you see something with your physical eyes, that there is no way you can believe it exists simply because it is outside of your vision? Can you see love? Can you see joy? Can you see hope? Seeing, truly seeing, involves more than your eyes. When you are learning a new concept or lesson and suddenly it becomes clear in your mind, you say, oh, I see now, it is clear. Sometimes new ideas or beliefs must first be taken on faith. You believe that there is air around you even though you cannot see it. We are like the air around you, not always seen with your physical eyes, but we are around you nonetheless. We ask that you do not limit what is just because you cannot see it yet. Yes, seeing is believing, but we remind you that believing is also seeing. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> she never ceases to amaze me. So on that, I, I'm going to do my quick card reading here. And I, because we talked about Pachamama, um, I grabbed my earth magic cards. So I'm going to shuffle these and I will pull one. And I always do this with the intent that this card resonates with all who listen. I never know which one I'm going to get. And I'm shuffling, 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 because I haven't used this deck for a little while. Okay, so let me do this. Okay, and this card comes up to the top. And, ah, it says waterfall. 
And the message associated with this card is effortless. And one thing that I know when we get in the flow, <laughs> which is the water flowing over the edge, um, and you let go and you trust and you believe, life really it's, becomes more effortless. You do not have to work so hard to, to steer the road that you're on. It's like float down that river, float, don't go over the waterfall, but <laughs> float down that that let the water surround you, let spirit surround you, let spirit help you get into the flow. The flow of what? The flow of of soul growth and and um, ascension and spiritual growth and seeing miracles. And you know, my son told me once through a meditation from spirit, he said, Mom, the more you believe, the more you believe. So I will leave you with that. I want to thank you again for joining me today, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.